0: Hello and welcome to The Goddess Ceremony Podcast, a sacred place for women all around the world to find wisdom about the sacred feminine, empowerment, and healing. From natural health suggestions, traditional wisdom, and transformative stories, you'll be immersed in topics that bring you inspiration and clarity. If you're ready to awaken the wild woman within, you're in the right place. Welcome to The Goddess Ceremony Podcast with Cassandra Wilder. hello my friends welcome back to the goddess ceremony podcast my name is cassandra i'm so excited to dive in today's subject i am just packing right now as i prepare to head down to texas for our texas goddess retreat i am so excited to gather with all of these amazing women to soak up some sunshine we're staying at this gorgeous retreat center right on the river so i'm looking forward to being in nature being in the water, and of course, connecting with amazing women from all around Texas. So I'm really excited to to share about this subject because if you've been following me on Instagram, you've definitely heard me talk about vaginal steaming. And so many of you have had questions about what vaginal steaming is. Is it really effective? What are the do's and don'ts of vaginal steaming? And really, how do we know if it's the right modality for us? So I'm gonna be addressing all of that and more, as well as some really amazing stories of clients of mine that have been using vaginal steaming and their um, amazing results with that. And I'll share my personal story with vaginal steaming as well. So this is a really important subject. And you know, vaginal steaming, is really beginning to become something that's very well known. Um, when I was in Los Angeles a couple weeks ago, there are entire spas that are just for vaginal steaming, or they often call it V steaming. And so it's um, it's really picking up, especially in places like California, the West Coast, where it's now such a common thing. You know, women are going and getting facials, or they're going and getting a massage, and they're going and getting a V steam. So it's really fun to see how much this You know, how much this modality has shifted in the last few years as as it's become far more um, accessible and far more common. But for a lot of us, that's not necessarily a thing where we live. There aren't steam bars for, um, you know, our vaginas (laughs) and... Uh, I think think there's a lot of misconceptions about vaginal steaming overall, so I'm really looking forward to clearing all that up. Of course, though, before I talk about any of this, I have to give a little disclaimer that, of course, I'm not saying that this is the end-all best option for you and your health. As always, you need to work with your doctor or your physician to make sure that this is the right modality for you. And of course, seek out someone that's experienced with herbs, especially if you are planning on making your own vaginal steam kits, because there are certainly some herbs that could be very caustic or cause you to burn yourself. And there are many herbs that you just would never want to use in this kind of context so just be mindful consult your intuition consult your doctor and know that if done correctly i have seen this be a very effective option for many women on their health journeys but again i'm not saying that this is the only option out there or something that everyone should do so there's my little my little disclaimer there but with that being said I think vaginal steaming personally is absolutely incredible and it is not anything new vaginal steaming has been done by cultures all over the world for thousands of years yes I said thousands of years so while it's suddenly becoming more popular in our modern worlds this has been something that many cultures have been practicing for decades and even centuries so Women around the world have used this modality um, specifically in areas like Hawaii, West Africa, China, Australia. There's so many places um, in Hawaii. You can actually um, find these beautiful, they're almost like holes that have been dug into the ground but then lined with a clay kind of substance where traditionally women would have been squatting over this designated space to steam. And so it's really amazing that we're finding more and more uh, more and more signs that this really has been a modality that many cultures utilized for a very, very long time. The thing with vaginal steaming to know is that traditionally this was something that was always taught by midwives. And especially in the United States, we see less than 3% of all women actually give birth with a midwife. And so this is why vaginal steaming is simply not a very common thing and why a lot of people haven't even heard of it. Because traditionally, this would have been passed down when you were talking to your midwife. And the reason for that is this is, for many women, one of the best ways to help heal after giving birth. I'll talk more about that in just a minute, but that's why it was something that midwives were always teaching the women that they supported through birth. And we have to remember that for a long time, midwives were considered kind of like a primary care provider, especially, you know, before the, the wave of Western medicine, that a midwife was kind of the, the female specialist in terms of health. So what even is vaginal steaming? Vaginal steaming is when we use organic, high-quality or wild-crafted herbs, and we put that into a pot of water, we let that boil, and we then squat over this pot of steam with these herbs. And so it's a really gentle therapy in that we're not actually inserting anything inside of the body. There are other, you know, herbal Kind of suppositories and things that we actually insert into the vagina or the yoni. Yoni being the sacred Sanskrit word for sacred space. But this is much more gentle because we're just allowing the steam to rise and to enter the yoni. Um, it's a very very gentle therapy for that reason and with vaginal steaming it often becomes a woman's favorite self-care option. So you can imagine creating this safe, sacred space for yourself every month, taking, you know, 30 minutes or so each time, two or three times a month to be really present with yourself and to specifically nourish your body and to honor your yoni. That's something that very few of us ever do. And I think in our modern world, so few of us ever even think of that space. And if we do, it's because we're ashamed of it or because we feel like something is imbalanced. I think this is a really powerful way to connect to our sacred space and to bring more awareness and acceptance to this sacred space because your yoni really is a beautiful space and something that you deserve to feel connected to and empowered by. It doesn't need to be this this scary kind of foreign place that you don't really know how to navigate and you wonder if everything's okay or if it's like acceptable. Steaming is amazing because I think it brings us closer to this space. But that's really how simple it is. You're just squatting or you can buy things called uh, yoni stools. So they're in essence like a chair, but with a hole cut out in the middle. So you can actually sit and then you have your pot of you know steam with the herbs underneath you. And that just rises up into you. So it really is such a simple practice. It doesn't take much time. And it's absolutely transformed my health as well as many, many women's uh, health experiences. So why did midwives traditionally recommend vaginal steaming? There's a number of reasons, but like I said, the primary reason was to help women heal post-birth. And if you are a mother, then I want to celebrate you and thank you for, for doing something so incredible by bringing another human being into this world. And we certainly know that... The process of birth is not easy, but what few people really talk about is how challenging it can be to heal post-birth in that postpartum time. You know, our body has changed so much, and especially if we have had a tear or if we had to have an episiotomy and actually be cut. I mean, there's a lot that goes on in labor, and our bodies take months, if not years, sometimes to fully recover from this beautiful, beautiful... Initiation, and I think that's a really important thing that we all need to be talking about as women. I think so often we feel pressured to get that post body, be uh, post baby body back, you know, within three months or whatever, and we feel like we need to have it all together, and we feel like we need to, you know, present it as though everything is just fine. And I think if there was more openness and acceptance in talking about the fact that this kind of stuff isn't easy, and especially on a physical level, there's a lot going on, certainly as well as an emotional level, then I think it would give everyone permission to be a little more, a little more honest, a little more vulnerable in sharing their experiences. So with the vaginal steaming, midwives would recommend this after giving birth, as soon as there was uh, no more fresh blood actually flowing out of the yoni. I'll talk more about that and why that's important in just a few moments here. But this would help her body recover and there's an amazing woman in Los Angeles right now. She's actually the first person to be doing actual studies on vaginal steaming to really get some statistics behind all of this because, you know, there are some people that if there's not science backing it up, then they're not interested. And so she's actually pioneering this entire thing and is actually beginning to show research and science that shows that women are healing far quicker after giving birth when they do vaginal steaming. If they had to have an episiotomy or if there was a tear, that's healing quicker. And in general, the yoni is, is healing much quicker than without it. So I'll attach her study in the show notes here so that you can see that. But I, I just really, really celebrate her for everything she's doing to help us all see that vaginal steaming really does have a place in this world, and especially in the world of natural health, this is a modality that I don't think should just be overlooked or, or thrown out as, ah, it's a little too out there for me, or there's no research or whatever. But beyond healing post-birth, midwives would also recommend vaginal steaming for things like yeast infections, if there were bacterial infections, if there were any cysts or fibroids, and if there were you know, any struggles in conceiving or if there was some infertility. Now again, I'm not saying that if you steam, then you're gonna fix all of these problems, but what I am saying is that this is what traditionally women were utilizing vaginal steaming for. Also, many midwives would recommend this for women going through menopause, for women having severe hot flashes or a lot of mood changes. This was one of the biggest tools a midwife would offer. And many midwives would recommend this to help regulate cycles, so if you had, say, a 40-day cycle, she would help you reduce that so you can get back to more of a 28 to, say, 33-day cycle, something a little more in sync. And this could also be for the opposite. If you had, say, a 20-day cycle, she would be able to support you through vaginal steaming so that you can have a longer cycle and maybe get it a little closer to that 28 or 30-day mark. So there were so many reasons why midwives recommended vaginal steaming. So before I talk more about how to actually do this amazing process, I'm going to touch on when you want to avoid it and when you never want to steam. I think that's really important, and because vaginal steaming has become so popular, there's all sorts of, you know, Pinterest posts about it and things online, and a lot of them are... um, are lacking in this area of like when not to do it and like any modality in the world there are certainly times when you avoid something and this is very very important so you want to avoid vaginal steaming anytime you're actively bleeding so when you are menstruating that would be an absolute no go for vaginal steaming the reason for this is when you steam that steam gently softens your cervix and so if you were to do that while you were bleeding, you could cause you, you could cause yourself to bleed more and thus, you know, perhaps have a, an issue in that way. So you never want to do it when menstruating and you never want to do it after giving birth if you're still bleeding bright red blood. Generally, as a midwife would assess, once you um, are no longer bleeding fresh blood, you know your blood that's still coming out would be much darker. So you would know it's not necessarily fresh, the, you know things that are actually beginning to heal, and that would then be okay to start steaming. But never immediately after giving birth if you're still bleeding bright red blood. Again, never want to steam if you're pregnant. Once again, that's going to soften your cervix, and we don't want to cause any problems for our sweet little soul that's developing. And you also want to be really, really careful if you have an IUD. Now I've definitely met many women that still steam with an IUD, but again, this is gonna soften our cervix and so we don't want our IUD to fall out or to have any issues like that. So if you have an IUD, you just need to be really mindful and you may be able to steam for like 10, maybe 15 minutes, but again, you'd wanna be really mindful and you're gonna need to just ask if this is the right option for you. So be really mindful during those times because you don't wanna cause any problems. Again, this should be a really healing, gentle, rejuvenating practice. So it sounds pretty amazing, right? And now you're wondering, how do I do it? So it's super, super simple, and like I said, this is one of my favorite self-care practices and many of the women that I work with because it is so gentle and it really is exciting to to build it into your regular self-care practice every month. So what you're going to do is you're going to gather your organic herbs. Always make sure they're organic, or they can be wildcrafted, meaning that they were ethically harvested right from the earth. So they're not necessarily packaged. You've harvested them. Um, if you don't know a lot about herbs, I would just recommend purchasing, you know, packaged vaginal steam kits. I'll talk more about that in a moment, because you really don't want to. Just like go in your cabinet and start throwing herbs into a pot and see what happens. This is something that is, is very important to be very, very intentional with. So if you know a lot about herbs or if you're really into that, then you could make your own blend. Um, if not, then it may just be better to purchase one so that you know that you're getting herbs that are high quality and also safe to use. Then on your stove, you're going to grab a big pot and fill it about uh, six cups, we'll say, with purified water. So I recommend not using tap water. That's very important. Really, we should all be drinking purified water, something like reverse osmosis or spring water. At the very least, it needs to be filtered in some way. So we're ideally getting the chlorine and the fluoride out. That's a whole other podcast I could talk about. But yeah, please don't steam with just regular old tap water, because especially when you heat water, it begins to create a gas with the chlorine. So, bad news. So, you're gonna, again, put about six cups into that. Put the herbs into it. I usually do maybe a half cup of herbs, maybe closer to a quarter cup. It just depends on the day, what I'm feeling that I need. And then put a lid on the pot and turn it to medium-high for 13 minutes and so it's going to start boiling probably four or five minutes into it and you're just going to let it boil that whole time for the 13 minutes. When it is done, you will remove it from the heat, take the lid off, and set your pot on a towel on the floor. So there's kind of two ways you can do this. Like I said, if you have a vaginal steaming stool, or if you are familiar with woodworking, or if your partner is or something, you could build one of these really easy. You're just making like literally a chair, but with a hole in it. Or you, know, you could even probably go buy a, a, you know, an old wood chair or something and just literally cut a hole in it. Um, that's gonna be m- more comfortable for you to sit for longer, but if you don't have that or if you're not wanting to invest you know, a couple hundred dollars into one of these stools, you don't need one. You can put the pot on the floor, grab a big blanket, because you're going to wrap that around you so the steam doesn't escape, so that it really just goes straight up, and you'll just straddle the pot. Some women will actually squat over it, and I find that squatting for 15 minutes is like not that easy. So what I will do is actually straddle the pot. If you're familiar with frog pose in yoga, that's essentially what I'm doing. And I'll put my hands in front of me in front of the pot. And that to me is more comfortable than squatting, but to each your own. And then I will stay there for 15 to 30 minutes. You don't wanna stay more than 30 minutes. 15 minutes is plenty for most people. Obviously, the steam is going to be pretty hot, so you want to be really aware. Remember that your yoni is going to be a lot more sensitive than, say, like your hand. But also know that it cools down pretty quick, so usually within 30 seconds or so of putting the pot on the floor, it's okay for me to gently start to ease into it. So of course, I'm feeling the steam with my hand, making sure it feels okay. And then I'll start to slowly straddle the pot. Put the blanket around me and gently, as I feel ready and as the steam gently starts to cool, sink a little bit lower. And of course, the pot will be hot, so you don't want to actually sit on that or burn yourself. Again, you're really just being very intentional and mindful right here. So you're not just like leaping onto it. You're not, you know, I don't know. Just be mindful is the best advice that I could give. Just be aware of what feels right and what doesn't. And... Yeah, you'll sit here for 15 to 30 minutes. Um, a note here on herbs, because I think probably a lot of you listening are are semi-interested in the natural health world and maybe are starting to learn about herbs and maybe feel excited at the idea of making your own Just know that there are different herbs for different things so for example if I was working with a woman that has very short cycles I would be using different herbs than a woman that has 45 day cycles and is looking to shorten her cycle. So it's going to be different and same with if I have a woman going through menopause and is getting hot flashes I'm going to be using different herbs for her because I certainly don't want any herbs that are going to induce more heat in her body. So just know that it's a pretty personalized practice and I really recommend in general just consulting someone that does vaginal steaming professionally so that you know you're getting the right kind of blend for you. With that being said, there are some really solid go-to blends that are probably good for everyone. They're pretty gentle um, and I'll talk about that here in a moment. So what I have personally observed in the women that I've worked with that have started vaginal steaming is that they feel more connected to their bodies, that they feel like they have the ability to feel empowered in who they are rather than feeling shame or guilt for their femininity or feeling disconnected from their yoni or their, their reproductive area as a whole. And many women have reported to me that some of their chronic health issues have completely disappeared. And again, I'm not making a claim here, I'm just sharing what these women have told me since they've begun vaginal steaming. Um, When I started vaginal steaming a few years ago, I was just amazed by this process. I'll admit, I was a little skeptical at first. I think it was in the news or something because Gwyneth Paltrow, I think, was like the first big person to come out and say, yeah, I steam my vagina. And people just leaped on that like, this woman is a nut. Um, what is this person even talking about? I feel like there were so many gynecologists that were suddenly coming out saying, "Oh, I don't know about that. But you know, if you look into why people are so opposed to vaginal steaming, their reasons, to me aren't very valid. They're like,, um, you, you might burn yourself. <laughs> like, okay, if that's the worst thing you can say about it, then that's I'm good. But again, that's a personal decision for everyone. To me, The benefits that I've experienced vaginal steaming far outweigh anything that I have read online. So when I started doing it consistently, and I began doing vaginal steaming twice a month for the last few years, and it's allowed me to regulate my cycle so much more. So my cycle used to be very sporadic. Some months it would be 40 days, other months it'd be 29 days, and now it's pretty consistently around 30 days. My blood is so much more vibrant and bright red. That's a really great way to know the health of your womb and your reproductive system as a whole, what your blood looks like, and that's why I really recommend using things like menstrual cups. You can listen to my other podcast all about menstrual cups. And I have another one on empowered menstruation because these tools allow us to really see our blood in an intimate way so that we can assess the health of our body overall. It's really, really key. So yes, my blood is more vibrant and I have next to zero cramps when I'm actually menstruating. I might get a little bit on the first day and everything else is smooth sailing and a lot of that was from switching from tampons to a menstrual cup. That alleviated probably 75% of my cramps and now with the steaming, I feel like I'm 95% of the time with zero cramps. So I'm super, super grateful for that. So I'm a huge fan of vaginal steaming, obviously, as I talk for like 25 minutes about vaginal steaming. Um, So for those of you who are wondering, you know, can you create your own herbal mix? Yes, you totally can. There's some recipes online. I have one on the Goddess Ceremony website, and it's going to be really gentle herbs like red raspberry and lavender and chamomile and things like that, or if you are just feeling like you want someone to curate a formula for you, then you can go to goddessceremony.com store and you can buy the vaginal steam kits that I personally make. I use all organic herbs. They're love infused. So I have a general kit on there, or you can also purchase on there a custom kit where it'll include Um, some additional time where we'll actually discuss what's going on for you and I'll create a custom blend for you. So you've got options. If you want to play with making your own mix, more power to you. If you're feeling like you need a little more support and a little more guidance through this process, then that second option is for you. And again, you can buy that on goddessceremony.com slash store. And for those of you wondering where you can buy these Yoni stools, Um, I'm really excited to announce that I will soon be carrying those on the Goddess Ceremony website. I've been saying that for like five years. Um, And it's funny because I've had so many people over the years through goddess retreats or just random people on the street. And they're always like, I am going to be your manufacturer. I will build them for you. And I'm like, yes. And then it would fall through literally every time. So I feel that finally now they're going to be on the website very, very soon. So if you're familiar with woodworking, you can make your own. I'm sure there's YouTube videos about how to make them, or um, probably within the next couple months here, I'll have them listed on the Goddess Ceremony website for women that want to purchase something that's super easy for them and just have it delivered and start steaming, because I would be more so the latter. (laughs) So that, my friends, is the wisdom of vaginal steaming. I really, really recommend it um, for most women that are looking for a little more support in this area. And like I said, it is such an empowering practice just in reclaiming your connection to your womb, your yoni, your body as a whole. If you haven't already, you can listen to my other podcast about the wisdom of the cervix. And in the next couple weeks here, I'll have another podcast out about the wisdom of the womb as well as how to connect to the yoni, some more specific information about how to connect to your vagina and provide really um, amazing health and nourishment to this space. So basically what I'm telling you is I'm just keeping the taboo train going because apparently that's what I'm known for now. (laughs) So I have loved all of the amazing iTunes reviews that all of you have left. And yeah, I think I'm going to run with this title of just the woman that talks about taboo stuff on podcasts. So, hey, that's I guess my claim to fame. <laughs> oh, so funny. Thank you so much everyone for tuning in. Thank you again to all of you who've left a review on iTunes. We're getting close to 60 reviews. So, as soon as we hit that 60 mark, I'm giving away a free naturopathic consultation with me. These are normally 250. So, if you want to just get, you know, something really epic for free, then all you have to do is go leave a review on iTunes and let me know how this podcast resonated, what podcasts were your favorites, or anything you feel called to share. I'm so grateful for each and every one of you. So sending you so much love. I'm about to go hop on a plane to Texas, and I'll see all of you next week. Much love. Thank you so much for joining us for the Goddess Ceremony podcast. We hope you found inspiration and healing within this sacred space. If you're feeling the call to join us for an upcoming sacred goddess retreat or transformative women's leadership training, now is the time to rise. You can find details about upcoming retreats and trainings at goddessceremony.com. We'll see you in the next podcast, sister. Thank you.